The Tennis Gambling Podcast and Sports Gambling Podcast are presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100 to receive a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. And welcome, everybody, to the Tennis Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It's currently Saturday, January 7th, 2023, and I'm your host, Scott Reichel, as always, and I'm going solo once again for this pod, as it is time to break down the final in Adelaide between Novak Djokovic and Sebastian Korda. Before we actually get into any of the match preview, do want to recap how we did in the last two episodes, actually, because this is the last episode we did with the breakdown of Pune, we only went through one of the matches for the recap because the dog had not happened yet and we so far in this uh young 2023 year knock on wood we're undefeated on the actual bets we are 4-0 in the lock and dog segment to go through Adelaide we won with uh, our lock we took the young American Giron in his matchup against Gasquet thought it would be a war and that ended up working out well for us as Gasquet ran out of gas and Giron won uh, on the minus 110 money line then for the dog on the show we ended up having Batista Agut at plus 160 taking on Rublev he was down a set and a break and then Agut just completely flipped the script in the entire match as he ended up winning that one in three not really sure what happened there. Rublev looked like he was cruising. I thought the match would be over in about 20 minutes. And then Agut just decided time to actually be great. And he immediately dominated after falling behind a set and a break. So swept the Adelaide picks, and then moving on to Pune, ended up sweeping there. We had Greek Spore on the money line against Munar in the first round, a minus 115 on the money line. He won in straight sets. And then for the dog, we ended up having a Baina on the money line, a plus 106, taking on Zapata Marias, and he won that match in straight set. So 4-0, definitely a nice start to the year. Hopefully, we keep it rolling here for Saturday. Quickly, the announcement for the actual schedule. Apologies, I didn't actually get to cover the semis for Adelaide and Pune, but the schedule was kind of weird where Pune was having the final and Adelaide was having the semis, and I just decided it would be a lot easier if I ended up going through just one match or one final instead and ended up doing the final for Adelaide here. Now, for next week's schedule, we are going to be back most likely either Sunday or Monday. Really depends on how we want to break down the Auckland and the Adelaide 2 tournaments, so we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, But either way, both tournaments do start on Sunday late afternoon, early evening, however you want to call it, so probably a decent chance we'll go through those two fields for the for the uh, previews and the outrights at some point Sunday, probably in the morning. But either way, uh, time to actually move on into the final match. Before we get into any of that preview, do you want to take a quick word from our sponsors? WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the SportsCam Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are a ton of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, get $100 limited to state availability. So much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportscampodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you. That's sportscampodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. 
Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back, everyone, to the Tennis Gambling Podcast. Just finished recapping our sweeps for the lock and dog on the first two episodes of 2023, or technically the last episode of 2022 and the first episode of 2023. You get the point. We ended up sweeping in our lock and dogs for uh, for Adelaide and for Pune, and hopefully we keep it rolling here. But before we get into the uh, match here, I did forget I wanted to actually break down briefly the overall tournament in Pune because you ended up having a surprise winner in Greek Spore who beat Bonzi in the final uh, early Saturday morning. And to go through that actual match, pretty competitive match there as he as a Greek sport was down one set and then ended up coming back and winning in three. Definitely entertaining. And Bonzi, I th- wanted to make a case to maybe win it outright but uh, before the tournament, but I didn't think he had enough consistency. And luckily for us, he ended up, I guess, losing, even though you could have hedged if he ended up taking him. But overall, very good match. And Greek Spore had a nice win. Uh, not really much else to add there, uh, besides the fact that Chilich, who was the pre-tournament favorite, ended up withdrawing because of injury. So we were right to not pick Chilich on the outrights, but unfortunately did not matter. Instead, we ended up taking Karatsev, and Karatsev lost in the semis. Uh, overall, pretty good match, but unfortunately for us, it did not matter. We got the draw we wanted with Karatsev not facing off against Chilich, and instead you ended up seeing Karatsev get basically mauled. Uh, it was the first set was close in 7-6, and then the second set, Karatsev got absolutely put in a body bag as he lost 6-1, so no outright wins there. For the Adelaide tournament, we, of course, have Djokovic against Korda, which means we do have one outright left. I'm not going to take a victory lap for it because I took arguably the greatest player of all time at around minus 135 pre-tournament. And shocker, he has not dropped a set. Uh, Yeah, what else is new? Djokovic is uh, really the best player in the world. It's not even close. And now the breaking news from yesterday in the tennis world was Alcaraz officially out of the Australian Open with a leg injury. So Djokovic has... I don't want to say he's going to run unopposed, but it feels that way. You know, Nadal is going to be the number one entering the Australian Open, and he has really not looked good the last couple months. Djokovic has just beaten Medvedev handily in the semis on Saturday. There's really nobody that can hold the candle to Djokovic right now, and I kind of expect him to roll in the Australian Open, but we'll cover that in a couple weeks. However, I do want to cover the overall uh, path that both guys took up to this point. Starting with Djokovic, you had... A very easy match in the first round, 1-6-3-6-2. Then he had a bit of a test there from Hallis, ended up falling behind early, was down 5-2 actually in the first set, then ended up coming back, and he won that match 7-6-7-6. Props to Hallis, though. Very entertaining match. Djokovic was better, but the fact that he went to two breakers, impressive. Then he ended up uh, dispatching of Shapo pretty easily, 6-3-6-4. Then you had Deja Vu as he beat Medvedev in the the exact same scoreline, 6-3-6-4. Really... Never in doubt in either of those matches. Djokovic just looks completely dialed in. And now you have Korda, who's a bit of a surprise here. He ended up having a pretty competitive match early on against Murray in the first round, 1-7-6-6-3, then beat Batista Agut, 6-4-6-4, then beat Sinner in convincing fashion, 7-5-6-1, and then got a little bit lucky in the last round, he did win the first set, 7-6 against Nishioka. However, Nishioka did get injured and had to retire, down one nothing in the second. So Korda played a set and a game 
which could potentially help him out here uh, with a little bit of extra rest time, kind of. I don't think it really matters, to be honest, but either way, Cordes actually had an impressive run here, beating Murray, who's well past his prime, but still an annoying player to play against. Batista Agut, who beat Rublev, still a nice win there. Demolished center, very impressive win there. And then he beat Nishioka. So good overall run for Korda. And now he will try to complete the Cinderella run with a matchup against the greatest player, arguably, of all time. Now, for the actual odds in this match, Djokovic is by no surprise a massive favorite. He is minus 600. Korda the other way is around plus 460, give or take. And for the overall games, the over-under set at 20 and a half. The over is minus 135. The under is plus 105. And if you want to get an alternative, you could get 21 and a half at minus 110 on each side. As for the sets, Djokovic to win in straight sets is minus 180. Korda to win a set in this matchup is plus 150. And the match to end in three sets is plus 220. So to go through the overall match, I feel a little bit guilty because I really don't have much to add on the overall breakdown here. And I know that I don't want to exactly make this episode 10 minutes, but do I think Corda has a shot to win this match? No, I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest with you. I think Corda has definitely shown good moments throughout this tournament, but Djokovic is Djokovic. And I do think at the end of the day, Corda's serve is not good enough to actually win in this match. Most of the first serve percentage, even against center, he only hit 58% of his first serves in, and against Djokovic, you're going to get buried if you're anywhere below arguably 70 in this. And I think that core to serve is not good enough. And I think that's going to be the real story here. Djokovic in the back half of 2022, mostly in the hard court season, he was ridiculous at serving. And that's carried over to 2023. He's had to fight off some break points. So not a lot of the service games have been easy per se. But Djokovic has definitely improved in that area. And Korda, I just think, is too weak when it comes to the serve. And now he's facing off against, arguably, once again, the greatest returner of all time. Now, to Korda's credit, he did win 82% of his first serve points uh, in his last match against Nishioka. So props to him there. I just have questions about the consistency with the first serve percentage. And I think that with Djokovic applying maximum pressure in a bunch of service games, Korda's most likely going to blink. And I think that when you're looking at what Djokovic excels in compared to Korda, they both play similar styles, but one of them is probably the greatest player ever in that style. uh, I think Djokovic and Nadal can kind of go hand in hand, but even Djokovic has his own unique little wrinkle there with the consistency. Nadal relies a lot more on... I'm trying to think of how to describe Nadal. I mean, of course he has the top spin, so I can't really equate Djokovic and Nadal solely because of the difference in forehands and the style of play because of it, besides the fact they both love to rally a lot. But Korda hits the ball relatively flat, and he tries to keep the ball in play. Djokovic, similar way, but it's really just the case of the pupil of the pupil against the master here. I think Djokovic is going to wipe the floor with him. I think you might see Korda potentially win five games in a set, and I think that would be a moral victory. I think this should be ugly. You might see Deja Vu Part 3 and see a 6-3, 6-4 scoreline again for the third straight match for Djokovic. But do I give Korda a shot? No, I really don't. I think that Korda could potentially win a set, maybe if things go his way, or if Djokovic kind of sleepwalks through the first set. But I think Djokovic kind of buries him. It's his first tournament in Australia in over a year. 
He's looked motivated. He's looked dialed in. And the four-end backhand serve combo all look sharp. I think Corda's probably going to get steamrolled. But to go through uh, the actual props in this matchup, you have a couple options here. You have the aces. Uh, you have Corda favored, actually, by an ace and a half at minus 115. And it's 115 the other way for Djokovic, plus one and a half. Total aces is 13 and a half on both sides, uh, minus 115. And for the player prop aces, Corda's at seven and a half. And Djokovic is at five and a half with minus 135 juice to the over. I'm kind of tempted by the Djokovic over. I think five and a half is a little bit too low. Corda's a pretty good returner, but Djokovic has been serving well, particularly up the tee. And I think he could potentially get there. The problem is, if there is going to be a steamrolling, then you're not going to have many service games to work with. I think Corda at seven and a half aces is way too high, especially with Djokovic's returning ability. Once again, if you get a racket on it, then it's not an ace. So I think seven and a half is too high. I'm not sure how many service games Corda's going to have in this one. Uh, the fact that I have... Uh, six three six four on my mind means that you're looking at basically an ace plus per service game for Corda. I don't think that happens. Now, of course, if the match gets prolonged, then maybe Corda gets there. But I don't know why you would take the over seven and a half aces instead of just taking the plus in games. Because if Corda's going to get there, you're probably going to need a long match. And if that's the case, just play it safe and take Corda plus the games or the over in that case. But for the breaks of serve, you have four and a half heavy juice on the under for total breaks of serve at minus 185. Over is plus 155. Quarter to break, Djokovic has served twice is plus 160. Uh, it's minus 200 the other way. And Djokovic to break three plus times is minus 220. And to break less than that is plus 180. I guess I'd technically be tempted by the plus 180 on the under for Djokovic breaks of serve. And you hope 6-3, 6-4 is just one break per set and Djokovic kind of coasts. But I really have no interest in those. I am not really interested. And I think that this match is pretty kind of self-explanatory. Now, you can make a case. Korda does have the talent to potentially surprise Joker, kind of like what Rune did in the Paris Masters. I don't think Korda's there yet. Uh, Rune is now a top 10 player. He had a full couple of months of dominance and Cord has been a very, very streaky player whose strokes are solid, but occasionally self-destruct and facing the definition of a brick wall is not going to help matters. So my overall takeaway is pretty simple. I got Djokovic in straight sets. I think he'll win this comfortably. And I think Corda maybe gets a break point or two where you might think he's got a shot. But I think Djokovic is going to remain calm, keep his nerve, and apply maximum pressure on a bunch of service games in route to a nice win. But that's kind of going to wrap it up for the actual breakdown of this match. Of course, we're going to have the lock and dog segment in a minute. But before we get into that, I have another quick word from our sponsors. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. At Underdog, the season never ends. Right now, you can play their weekly Battle Royale games or even draft your playoff best ball teams. They also have a ton of daily games for NBA and NHL. Plus, when you use the promo code SGP at underdogfantasy.com, you get a 100% deposit match up to $100. This is Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. Welcome back, everyone, to the Tennis Scaling Podcast. Just finished breaking down the final in Adelaide between Djokovic and Korda. Now it's time to get into the actual lock and dog picks. For the lock, I really have a lot of choices here because I think Djokovic is going to win relatively comfortably. The question is, what do I want to take? For the lock here, I think I'm going to go with Djokovic 
Uh, minus four and a half games and minus... Actually, you know what? No, I'm not going to do that. Instead, for my lock, I'm going to go with a team total here or a player total. I'm going to take quarter, uh, player total under eight and a half games. So in other words, quarter to win less than nine games in this match at minus 120. It's really a great deal. Even if you get the worst case scenario of a breaker where quarter wins six games in a set, Djokovic could win a set 6-2 or 6-1 or even 6-0 and you still win. So I think that there is definitely a good fail safe in there. If Djokovic wins the normal way of 6-4, 6-3 and he ends up covering the spread, then Korda goes under anyway. So it's kind of like taking the spread, but you get an insurance policy in there if Djokovic does win in comfortable fashion. Of course, you can't have any type of 7-5, 7-5 or something like that. But I do think Djokovic is more likely than not to have one easy set. And if you end up getting a 6-2 or a 6-3, then you have a lot of leeway in the other set for Djokovic to win in a somewhat competitive set. So my lock's going to be on Korda, under 8.5 games, personal games, at minus 120. And for my dog, I'm going to go with the under 20.5 games, at plus 105, I just think it's a good price. I think you'll end up seeing Djokovic probably suck the will out early on. Korda might hang around for a little while, but once you see these younger players fall behind early to the big three, now the big two, you can argue one and a half because Nadal's banged up. But the point is, historically speaking, when you fall behind potentially a set or a break behind one of the greatest players of all time, you really see a drop in their level. And you see a lot of guys roll over. They embrace the inevitability of just getting steamrolled. And I think that'll happen once again here. I think Korda will be competitive, maybe for a couple games. Maybe it's 3-3 in the first set. And then Djokovic flips a switch, gets a break, and you see Korda roll over and get buried in the second set. So I'm going to go with the under 20.5 total games in this match at plus 105 as my dog. But that's going to wrap it up for the Adelaide Final and the Tennis Gallon Podcast episode here for Saturday, January 7th. Once again, for the actual schedule for the upcoming week, we have a couple tournaments in Auckland, New Zealand, and in Adelaide Part 2, uh, the new and improved Adelaide. No, just the Adelaide 2.0 tournament. Uh, and we're going to go through those most likely tomorrow morning because both matches do start at around, uh, yeah, about, eh, about 5 o'clock. Starts in Auckland at 5, so we'll try to get the overall previews in a couple hours before then. So stay tuned for that. But until next time, good luck to all of you and all of your bets. Bye, everyone.